0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 62. My guest, she was here last time, huge response, um, and uh, she's amazing. She's a speaker. She's the founder of Crave, and she's also the author of the book, Good Girl. Let's welcome my guest today, Victoria Rich. Hey,
2: Hi, it is so good to be back on Elijah fire. This is yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really excited. And uh shout out to Victoria because she swooped in at the last minute. We had a cancellation and we were already looking at a way to get you back on soon. And then it just opened up and here you are and it's amazing. Oh, so
2: thank you guys yeah. for having me again.
1: Absolutely. So for those that don't know who you are, didn't see your last episode. Uh, tell a little bit about yourself who are you
2: my name's Victoria Rich I live in Kentucky I'm a southern girl I'm 32 pastor's daughter uh, the founder of crave which is a nonprofit organization that travels the world and throws evangelistic events that are very creative that may look like a rave a party a revival uh, we're really just casting out the net and going after the lost in a really radical way. Mm-hmm. And I'm the author of Good Girl. And I hope that you get this book today.
1: And she also handwrites notes, you guys, to people. Like I I'm you, you, you her have her. like such a personal touch to what you do. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, and yeah. it's really cool. The Lord's been giving me words of knowledge for people. And uh, people have been responding back like, this is crazy. I can't believe you said that to me. So that is really cool that Jesus has been doing that for individuals, people. I don't even know who they are. They're mm-hmm. Um, So that's really cool. And yeah. we had a huge response after doing the show the last time. So thank you guys for mm. Getting that book. Thank you so much for getting it for your granddaughters, your nieces, your friends. Thank you.
1: Amen. Yeah. Way to go, guys. You're the best. So very supportive and excited, just like we are. So it's good. Mm-hmm. All right. So these crave events, um, you see a a lot of different colorful individuals, I'm sure, right? And it's oh, predominantly yeah. for young. Are you really going after like Gen Z? What's the age bracket you guys go for?
2: For seven years, we solely went after Gen Z, the lost, 100 percent lost crowd, which means unchurched, unsaved. Um, it's, it's not youth groups gathering together. It is geared towards the lost. We may have youth groups volunteering, but they're not the ones the event is for. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently we're kind of. Opening up the age. The Lord is just telling us to open it up to all ages Mm -hmm. um, as we travel in other nations, especially. So in Africa, we we believe to see people of all ages. But for seven years, um, yeah, it was just present Gen Z. And we saw some crazy, crazy stuff right Mm -hmm. away. My mind was blown um, to hear stories from from these teenagers, the things that they were going through was absolutely mind blowing.
1: Mm. Yeah. Really? Well, and you guys did, wasn't it in your small town in Kentucky, was the first one you guys did? Was that right? Like, yes. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it was just 5, for the people. The, what's that?
2: A town of 5,000 people. We yeah. had 500 teenagers show up.
1: <laughs> amazing.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. It
1: amazing. And all you're doing is really just appealing to like, Hey, come have fun. And then you kind of like swoop in with the, uh...
2: they know, they know that it's different. They know it's not a worldly party with drugs and crazy stuff happening. Um, They know it's a purpose movement. If they check out our social media, they know that we love Jesus. We love the gospel. Um, But our heart is to really give them the best night of their lives, just blow their mind with fun. Everything's free, free food. You know, sometimes we give out free AirPods or, you know, if a sponsor gives us money for Nike's or we just want to shower them with love and Mm. give them the best night of their lives. And then we're like, Hey guys, this is why we're doing this for you. We love you and Jesus loves you and and we present the gospel.
1: Mm. So when you do that, You know, by by the time you get up, is it usually towards the second half of the event you get up and you start talking or is it very integrated into the process?
2: At the end, we honestly, it is such a um, supernatural thing that happens and everyone is always like, how in the world do you go from partying? I mean, because we are partying like DJs, lights, lights. you know, um, the beach balls in the air and mm-hmm. stuff shooting through the the building, confetti. It's wild. You mm-hmm. got gorillas over here and people in shark costumes. And
3: Amazing. I love it, it
2: is fun. Yeah. So people are like, how in the world do you calm them down and, and uh, get them to hear you preaching? You know, um, it, it's really a supernatural thing that the Holy Spirit does. As soon as we take the mic and we say, Hey guys, we want to tell you just for a few minutes why we threw this party for you. Mm. And the hunger is astounding. Truly. When yeah. I first started doing this, I was so scared that, <laughs> that they would all leave. Yeah, like,
3: right? yeah.
2: oh, your party, you guys are, you're, you're tricking us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that has never happened. And uh, even in the rural areas, I thought maybe California would be different or the big cities would be different. It's all the same across the nation and even into other nations. The hunger for Jesus is so real. And as soon as we begin to tell them the truth and what their life really is supposed to be, the purpose of their life, um, talking about Jesus and what they're meant to find in this world, why they exist, I mean, everybody, it's like, I, I have to know. I want to know. Um, mm. We have never seen less than 95% raise their hand to accept Jesus Christ, ever.
1: It's so amazing, man. It's,
2: it's an astounding really? thing. And I mean, they're wild. Like sometimes they're cursing, you know, in acceptance yeah. to uh-huh. Jesus. Like, yes, I want this, you know, saying <laughs> first words. I'm like, oh, gosh.
1: Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it you know it's but just like so real and genuine and honest it
2: is. it's yeah. very real we speak to them in such a real way mm-hmm. and i think that that helps open their heart as well um mm-hmm. we're not coming at them with judgment you know we're just talking on their level talking about jesus and who he really is and how much he really loves them mm. and then after the event uh is when we hear all the stories because they're moved, you know, after they they say the prayer of salvation, I'll talk about the Holy Spirit and all that they can have. Um, Sometimes we'll do baptisms or we're giving out Bibles. People are praying. And that's when you hear the stories. Mm -hmm. And um, the sexual abuse is happening in so many of our young people. And the pressure to have sex um, is happening. I would say it starts probably at nine years old just from what I'm hearing from people and parents and grandparents, uh, the sexual abuse in the homes. And of course, those kids that live in the really bad homes where they are being exposed to pornography or they themselves are being sexually abused, of course, they're going to school and letting out all of this anger, everything that they have seen, everything they're experiencing and pressuring other kids. So even if uh, you're raising your kid right and you're protecting your child if they're in a public school they're hearing about that stuff you Mm. know it's just gonna happen yeah that's what's been really blowing my mind to see how young these guys are hearing about really horrible perverse things
1: Mm. yeah it's it's crazy that's i guess sort of the the gist of what this you know the title of this episode Uh, Mm -hmm. is about is is essentially combating that agenda like how how do how do we combat that agenda and what what is happening i know that you've probably seen a lot of stuff at these events
2: Yeah, yeah yeah um i mean again the stories we we um my brother's an incredible videographer and he records a lot of the stories in a very creative way um the abuse is so heartbreaking yeah. The things that these kids have to overcome in their lives um, I had a girl and, and I'll say this the one way we can combat all of this is buying my book mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote I wrote this book mm-hmm. and I mean this from the bottom of my heart I wrote this book um, in the middle of hearing all these stories and in the middle of what I was going through and my friends were going through church girls good girls um, You know, the Satan, he comes to still kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. And I wrote this book in a way that it is so raw and real and enjoyable to read. It's Mm -hmm. funny. So somebody that's 14 years old that doesn't know a whole lot about Jesus is going to love this book. There's Mm -hmm. crazy stories, me going on Tinder dates and the dude gets arrested and thrown on the ground. That was pretty
1: crazy. Yeah. Like there is...
2: There's so many things in here um so it's enjoyable to read which yeah. is like who I am I like to read something I enjoy yeah. well
1: and I think the the thing I mean to 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 praise your book a little bit more I think the thing I appreciate about it and I think even just who you are like I see on social media you're just very much like and you grew up a, a preacher's kid you know so you know all about trying to be very square and look a certain way and uh, trying to assimilate to whatever image people project on you. Oh, well, he's, he's the preacher's daughter. She should be like this. And it, it's kind of this, sometimes it can be an unspoken thing and you can feel it, um, you know, uh, but you're very much the the doors off the hinges with that. And you're just like, I'm sick and tired of being fake. Like I made, made mistakes just like everybody else. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I love that you, I always kind of jokingly say that you, that one of the objectives of the book is to make purity cool again, you know, yeah. and, uh, keeping your virginity until you're married cool again, uh, because yeah. it has become this social thing where it's like mm-hmm. this badge of honor, uh, oh, to, to lose your virginity. Um, yeah. And uh, so much abuse also has opened up as a result of pornography and what that, what, what that is, is promoting that, Mm -hmm. what type of behavior that's promoting with, with young people, uh, guys and girls. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. That's not good. Mm
2: -hmm. They can access things, you know, if they have a tablet or an iPhone, they can access anything that they want. You know, just in a second, or ads pop up, uh, which is a part of Satan's agenda, which I know we're going to get into.
3: Um,
2: But the setup of the entire culture in Hollywood and the music and the movies—it's all just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. His agenda is becoming far more disgusting than it was when my parents were growing up, or even my grandparents. Oh my gosh! Yeah, my grandpa went into the mall with me. Uh, probably 10 years ago. And the Victoria's Secret uh, store was right there when he walked in. And he freaked out like it was pornography. Like, oh my gosh, I can't, what is that store? like? And to me, it was normal. We're just so used to these things that we see. And it's really not normal. And I've personally been seeing on social media, on main platforms, this is not like some Weird little Instagram that only the weirdos follow. Like this is like mainstream stuff, where they're talking about um, celebrities and their their dating lifestyles and how disgusting it really is. They're being open about this. Um, What's her name, Megan? uh, I forgot her name. But the the drinking
1: of the Megan Fox, Megan Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, yeah.
2: Yes, Uh, that's like a huge story right now, and. Satan wants to make all of these things look normal.
3: Mm -hmm. It's
2: normal to watch pornography. He's screaming these lies to us and Mm -hmm. even leaders in government encouraging people to watch pornography during the pandemic where we're all stuck in our homes. That's that that actually happened. Like
1: That's crazy. It's crazy. They were encouraged though at this point.
2: Yeah. So that they would stay away from their significant other, you know, watch pornography, take care of yourself. And this stuff is blasted over mainstream. Like it's normal. It's getting worse and worse and worse. It's, it's mind blowing.
1: Yeah. Well, and you, you, last time you were on, you even said, and you, you chronicle this, I think in the book as well, that you had a a church leader say you should watch pornography so that you know how to be a better husband or a better wife to your husband, your future husband. Right, a, a person in a church said that to you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: when I read yeah. that, I was like, "Oh, uh,
2: what?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Really? I was 19. Of course, I was a virgin then. I'm still a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was kind of known knowledge. That was a part of my testimony. Something I was believing to stay strong in, and that was actually said to me um, that you should watch pornography because you're not going to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And this is somebody I looked up to, you know, and that that lie got into my heart, which I know happens to a lot of us. The enemy will lie to us and we believe those lies. Well, what if I don't know anything? What if I look like a fool? And really, Satan starts at a young age. Even I see with myself, um, I had a cousin introduce me to some stuff that wasn't good. And I can see now that I'm older how Satan was trying To steal my innocence, open my eyes to things out of their timing from a young age. And then, you know, this boyfriend happens, introduces me to all this stuff, pressures me. Take some of my innocence, you know, and then the person in the church saying this to me, its like it all just keeps building on top of one another. Satan has an agenda for each one of our lives, not just in culture. He has a plan for each one of our lives. How can I trip them up? I trip their parents up like this. Can I do it with them? Um, and he starts from such a young age. Yeah. Because he's filthy he's disgusting there is no mercy with him and he wants us so perverse and perverted he wants it to be normal
1: mm-hmm.
2: it makes yeah. me so mad.
1: <laughs> yeah well and i think that we're seeing i mean obviously you have the sexual perversion aspect and i've talked about this on the show before but we also have there's kind of a spiritual awakening that's happening and it's there's a good side, there's a light side, and there's a dark side. And that's why we're seeing a lot of people rising up in mm-hmm. new age, uh, occult mm-hmm. practices. You know, going back to Megan Fox and her husband, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, for those that don't know, she was talking about how they would do this thing where they would, they would, this ritual, where they would exchange each other's blood. They would eat it, eat like drink or, or drink small portions of each other's yeah. blood. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, uh, it's interesting because she grew up Pentecostal. Really? Uh, yeah, she did. She was, she grew up, I think she grew I can't remember where in the South she grew up,
0: but she grew name.
1: up Pentecostal. Uh, it's interesting to see not even 10 years later, it was, a. It, this was back in 2013. She was talking about how she pre- still prays in tongues, all these things that I've noticed over the past 10 years or so she's started to get more into this stuff that she's talking about now which is very much the pull of a lot of celebrities right mm-hmm. now it's just getting into yeah. a lot of crazy stuff um mm-hmm. and so but at the same time you know i look at like what you're doing with these crave events um because you are very in, in tune with the spirit you you know the holy spirit you know you know when he's speaking and i think that um it's so necessary to combat that's th- those are some of the ways that God is combating yeah. what Satan's trying to do is you're going right into their world and mm-hmm. disrupting it with them,
2: yes. yeah, in a very real and supernatural way, right which is how we combat what Satan is doing. We right. have to bring the real thing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: the real Jesus, yeah. We have to. We can't play games anymore. We can't fake it anymore. Mm-hmm. Satan is coming hard. He's yeah. preparing for the Antichrist. But like you said, the good news is, is heaven is preparing for Jesus to return. Yeah. So we have to tap into what heaven is saying, what heaven wants to do, and be filled with his spirit to mm-hmm. overflowing. Yeah. And, and how do we do that? Just ask him for it. Just ask yeah. Jesus, I want the real thing. I want to be filled with your spirit and your fire. Baptize me, God, in your fire like you promised that you would do. And get in your word and declare these things that you're reading about. He said we would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. He said that we would cast out demons. These are crazy, amazing things. And if the world sees these things happening, that is how we combat Satan because we've got the real thing. And the world says, wow. What is that? I have to have it. I have Mm. to have what these guys have. And that's like at our crave events. That's what the teenagers say. I have to have what, what they have. They've given me the best night of my life and it was all for free. Who are you people? You know, what is this kind of love? Mm. That's how we combat Satan and his kingdom and come, just come at him and cut his throat. We
1: Yeah.
2: the true love of Jesus Christ, the power, the supernatural, his spirit, and he wants us to live that way. He desires yeah. for us to, to live that way.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com donate. And uh,
1: for those who aren't in the millennial generation or aren't in Gen Z um, and maybe are a little unaware at this point, less and less people are becoming unaware of what exactly is going on. But I do think that it was important to touch on those things to, to, to tell people maybe in old, you know, older generations, Mm -hmm. what exactly is going on because you're a part of it too. It's not okay. It's and I, I say this all the time on the show and I will keep saying it that this is this move of God is not about okay. Well, it's it's the millennials' turn, or it's the, the it's this group of people's turn, and we had our turn, and now it's time for us to just kick our feet back, or we don't feel like we, we have a place now. Yes, you do. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep reminding people of the prophetic word I released, which is boomer generation and even gen, gen X, our generations need parental figures. They need mentors. They need people to take them under their wings because some of these people don't have that at home and they need, they absolutely need mentors. They need people to show them the way, especially as these people start coming to the Lord. They need people to show them how to conduct their, their lives in a manner that honors God because they don't know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get super fired up about it because this is about all of us. This is about all of all of us. Yeah,
2: we have to have the mothers and the fathers, Mm -hmm. the grandmamas and the grandpas. We have to have them. There is an entire generation, millions of young people that do not have anyone. I cannot stress this enough. Anyone. We had 120 students coming to our church on a weekly basis in this tiny little town once we started Crave. And. I remember one night I said, you know, raise your hands if you're in a, a broken home, you know, a divorced home, or you only have one parent or you're being raised by your grandparents. It was three fourths of the kids. Mm-hmm. Just normal. They, a lot of them don't have anyone. Their parents are addicted to drugs. They're not even there. They're raising themselves. It is such a huge problem and we have to have our mamas and our daddies praying for us, loving us, teaching us the way we have to have it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Okay, so Tori, my question is this, and this is maybe a loaded question. How did you get from being a preacher's daughter, being raised in the church, but there's a point, there's a transition in everyone's life. where their parents' beliefs all of a sudden become, or their parents' relationship with Jesus suddenly becomes their relationship with Jesus. What And what I mean by that, obviously, is that, you know, it wasn't about you just going to church and doing the stuff. Suddenly, Jesus was real to you. Suddenly, you had a relationship with you. What was that process like? How did you get there? Mm. Yeah.
3: It is,
2: that's a loaded question.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
2: Uh, I know that each one of us have a different journey. Um, I was a very different little girl. I don't remember a time where I have not believed in the wild supernatural, to be Mm -hmm. completely honest. Awesome. Um, I come from a very rich heritage of preachers. And so at a young age, I was seeing the supernatural and I believed. I was filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues when I was five years old. And uh, my best friend, who was eight at the time, Jesus took her to heaven and she laughed in the spirit and spoke in tongues for three three days straight. Um, She didn't speak any English. (laughs) So we were very different uh, little girls. Um, And Jesus really poured his spirit out to us at a very young age. Mm -hmm. But um, as I got older, I write a lot about this, Um, the pressure from people. Uh, being made fun of. Um, And then you start liking boys. They're making fun of you. They're pressuring you. Um, You just start falling into sin, which is something I never thought I would do. You know, (laughs) I got the true love weights ring and I just never (laughs) even be tempted. No, not me.
1: No way. (laughs)
2: No way. I was the good girl. Um, But it it happens to all of us. Mm There is a point in our life where we are tempted with something. Satan even tempted Jesus Christ himself. I mean, he's going to tempt us. And a lot of times we fall. And so I, I kept falling for years and years and years. And I got entrapped in sexual perversion, just being straight up. I was entrapped. I was addicted. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going all the way, but I was doing all these other things. And and that's just as bad, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So, you know what? I think, of course, this entire time I'm following Jesus. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. It's a journey, guys. If you are in the middle of something you feel like you can't get away from, I'm talking about sin or addiction, um, Jesus is going to deliver you. In the name of Jesus, Come he on. is going to deliver you. Hold on, get back up. The Bible says a righteous man falls and get back gets back up. Okay, so it, it's not about how, how perfect we can be. None of us are perfect. It's about letting Jesus pick us back up, covering mm-hmm. us in his blood, delivering us from these things. Um, I made a decision in the middle of my addiction to be honest about what I was dealing with. And that was the huge turnaround for me. Um, and I think, I'll, I'll be pretty bold in saying this, I think I'm the first person in my friend realm and even my family realm, you know, they're all preachers, mm-hmm. uh, that was finally honest about what I was really going through. It was embarrassing. I was so embarrassed Oh man! tell my best friend, the girl that went to heaven at eight, she's way, she's like better than me.
3: Like
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was so embarrassed to tell her I was dealing with pornography and this is what I was doing with my boyfriend. And oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. But as soon as I told her, the Lord began to deliver me Mm. and there Levels of deliverance that I began to experience. So it, it wasn't over. Just then, I kept dealing with it the addiction, being tempted, so tempted. Um, then I told my mom. Then I told my dad, oh my God. Oh man, whoa. My dad, my brother, I was like, I'm telling everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to do a video. I had Josh film me, my brother. Yeah. And that is when. I received the most deliverance from the sexual perversion and I have not gone back since.
1: Wow. Praise God. Nothing. Praise God.
2: Jesus completely delivered. Don't even have a desire. Come on. Don't even have a desire. And I know a lot of you messaged me after the show last time and you sent in incredible messages. Thank you so much. But the things that you're dealing with, the pornography or, Mm. you know, one of one of you messaged me. You're 54 years old, uh, divorced. You left your your husband for somebody, and you just carry so much guilt and shame for what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord is beginning to deliver you even now in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. All no of you that are dealing with mm-hmm. pornography issues and you don't want to tell anybody, Jesus is delivering you now. Mm-hmm. Come against every stronghold of perversion, and we just kill that thing with the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Mm. Uh, yes, that's when I really started to experience a life of true freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I decided to get real,
1: mm. man, amazing. Well, the mm-hmm. thing going back to um, people, you know, righteous men fall seven times, there was um. I had a guest on my show, uh, his name is Maddie Montgomery. He's a former lead singer of like one of my favorite Christian metal bands of all time. And he had a great response talking about, he said there was a guy that had come up to him and was talking about pornography He was dealing with pornography. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, we know that scripture says resist the devil and he will flee from you. And you keep seeking Jesus. You keep contending for that. You will have your breakthrough. Don't, stop pursuing Jesus. And I thought that was really good. I was like, yeah, like that's like really solid. I think the thing that I keep going back to and I as as I, I, slowly get older, uh, I'm not old, but I slowly get older. Um, I realize more and more that the solution to everything, whether it's breakthrough in a certain area, whether it's freedom from pornography or it's, you know, whatever the case may be, it, it's intimacy with Jesus. It's yeah. pursuing Him. It's a- abiding in Him. It's, um, uh, yeah. It's that. That's it. And it, yeah. I, for so long, we work out this formula of, oh, I need to try this, or I need to try that, or oh, mm-hmm. what if I? Like, I remember uh, some of my guy friends would put like a rubber band around the wrist, and every single time they'd have a lustful thought, they'd snap it. I'm like, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. doesn't work. Yeah, like. Didn't work. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're so right. It's just Jesus. It's really so simple. Seek Mm -hmm. and you will find. Mm -hmm. Go after him. Mm -hmm. He is not going to shut the door to you. He is willing. He is ready. He is waiting for you to seek and find him. Mm -hmm. He loves you more than you can even imagine, and he's ready to set you free and even pour himself out to you where you experience him in such a real way that you don't want those things anymore. Like you don't want your eyes exposed or whatever it is that you're dealing with. You're so in love with him. Like, like you're talking about Jeff, that intimacy with Jesus, there is nothing like it. You're crying for no reason. You're speaking in another language. And I mean, it's supernatural. It's what our souls crave. Mm-hmm. And when we taste and see how good he is, nothing can compete with that. And, you know, uh, I think a lot of people do think it's these steps or um, I mean, I wrote a book, but they think if they write a book and they'll get all, or read a book, they'll get all the answers or mm-hmm. go through the steps. Um, but Jesus, Jesus is the answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't discourage people from reading books, but I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I was, I because I have a, <laughs> I have a giant stack of books that is just, you know how it is. You just, I get given books or I get books. And then I just, I, I think I love the idea of reading, but I'm not <laughs> an actual, like, like <laughs> the only thing I actually uh, read, uh, you know, consistently is the Bible and that's it. But ultimately I was looking at, I'm like, Every single one of these people got these revelations through reading the word, like mm-hmm. that's where it stemmed from. So I don't feel so, uh, you know, I don't feel <laughs> yeah. so guilty about it. I'll get to it You know, I'll get to the list. I read your book though. So that was thank so, you. Wow, wow. That's huge. Yeah. That is actually a big deal. Cause it's
2: the same for me. I'm not a huge reader, honestly. Yeah. That's funny because I did write a book, but...
1: right? Yeah. There's a little bit of irony there for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, but so with the, the Crave events, uh, what what types of things, t- tell a couple of stories, some like cool stories that have come out of these, um, because I guess before you get into that, the thing I was thinking about is I see a shift happening within the body of Christ, within the kingdom in that so often we've been the ones that have imitated things. And I really feel like there's a shift happening because of the way that the arts and entertainment are right now Uh, you know uh, the media is right now Uh, it's very one-sided it's very uh, it's becoming stale because they're um, you know they're operating in worldly systems and um, I'm finding more and more people going you know what I'm just gonna do it myself and um, and it's actually got them into a position where they've tapped into heaven and they've They've actually been given God, true God strategies on how to do stuff. And they're so unique and so creative. And I keep seeing that snowballing to the point where we're actually going to pass where the world is. And they, they it's very possible they could begin to go What, who, what's up with this? Who are these people? What's like, and, and they'll start to begin to imitate us. And Um, and I just, I really, in this, this next move of God, what what he's doing, I really believe that that is, that is a piece of that. And so I look at what you're doing and it is so out of the box. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody do what you're doing, um, in terms of reaching young people in this way. Um, so keep going. It's amazing. I love it. I get so pumped up just seeing you know, the pictures you post and all that stuff. I just think it's amazing. So, um, do you have any cool stories about, um, some cool things that happened?
2: Oh, so many stories. I remember we were in LA throwing a Crave event and after the salvation moment, after the ministry, a young man approached me who was just clearly, he was a homosexual. He was gay. Mm -hmm. Um, the makeup, you know the crazy clothes it was very apparent that he was gay, mm-hmm. and he was just weeping. And he said, and "My grandma said that I'm going to hell, so I just gave up. I don't know how not to be this way. Is there anything I can do, you know, to go to heaven? What does Jesus? What does Jesus think about me?" And um, whew, I was like, "Oh God, help That's me right. right now! Please help me." And I just I remember pausing for a second and in my mind, I said, Holy Spirit, give me the words. Mm -hmm. And um, I just began to explain to him that Jesus does love him. And that every single person in that room was struggling with something, whether it was being a liar or a cheater or a thief or they were having sex outside of marriage you know, where they were bullying another teenager. or So I just began to explain. I said, we are all on the same playing field. And what you're struggling with can be overcome by the blood of Jesus. And he wants to forgive that sin. I said, it is sin. I believe it's sin. It's not okay that that you're gay. It's not. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was really scared to say that, but he accepted it. He actually really appreciated the truth. I think I told him, "I love you. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's not okay." And Jesus did not design for you to want to be this way. He designed you as a male. He designed you to reproduce, to bear fruit. Like you're supposed to be fruitful. You're supposed to have children. And mm-hmm. um, you know the the way that you're living is not the way that He designed. Yeah. And right now, He wants to free you. He wants to deliver you of this because the boy kept saying. But how do I stop you know, being attracted to boys? How do I just get rid of that? I, I, I've tried. I don't want to be this way. He said, I don't want to be this way.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: And I said, well, if you don't want to be this way, Jesus is going to deliver you. And right, right there, we just prayed the, the prayer of salvation. I, I had him repeat after me to, uh, for Jesus to deliver him, to clean him of homosexuality. And that has happened quite a bit with Crave. We seem to draw a lot of homosexuals, which is awesome. Right. They feel welcome. They want to party. They want to have fun. Uh-huh. Um, and they feel loved. They we had a another uh gay guy in San Diego. I mean like super flashy, like like yeah.
1: cool flamer as they say yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely flaming yeah (laughs) um and he is someone that someone on our team still takes to church still keeps up with uh he's still living that lifestyle but we're believing freedom for him absolutely
1: in jesus name
2: yes Jamal, in jesus name freedom he actually has a holy ghost filled grandma praying for him too
1: come on
2: that is something really interesting that i saw and keep seeing a lot is that they will most of the time say my grandma or my grandpa, you know, is praying for me.
1: Interesting.
2: And that comes out uh, when they're expressing their story or maybe they have a horrible home life, but grandma, Um, that is really interesting and encouraging that those prayers, that those grandmas have been praying, right? Not Just fall, you know, and um, it just
1: reinfor- reinforces what I said earlier too, uh, yeah. which really, honestly, what the Lord said. Like, I, I really believe that that is something that God's—that's so God's heart—is for the the grandmas and the grandpas, and even the moms and the dads to be that for, yes, their own flesh and blood, but also for others yeah. who don't have that. And so it's yes, so. Yes. I mean, keep praying for people. <laughs>
0: Please, please. Yeah. 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 Help Elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah fire and the Elijah fire podcast possible. Visit elijahfirecom slash donate and become a partner today.
2: It, it works. Mm-hmm. They will find someone like me or they will find someone like Jeff. They will, they will come in contact with someone mm-hmm. because of those prayers that are covering them. The Holy spirit will lead them. Mm-hmm. Those prayers work. Yeah. Um, I have heard just the craziest stories. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I remember one kid told me that his friends got him really, really high and try and set him on fire. He showed me the the scars that covered half of his body. Oh
1: my goodness.
2: Left him for dead. These were his friends. Um,
1: some friends. Jeez.
2: Oh gosh. I've seen yeah. some crazy, crazy stuff. Um, uh, a repetitive story I've heard many many times um, teenagers talking about doing meth you know with their mom or their dad or mom getting them addicted to drugs at 10 years old 12 years old uh, sexual abuse in the home um, oh this this is a crazy story this has to do with my book I was doing an event in Memphis and this maybe thirteen year old girl comes up to me and says, uh, "I just I want to tell you about the the pressure I'm experiencing in school to have sex." And I'm looking at her like, "This girl's so young, like she's short and skinny. She looks so little." And mm-hmm. how old are you? And when did this start? And she told me at about eleven years old, um, she just started getting harassed. You know that she was still a virgin at eleven years old.
1: Unreal.
2: Unbelievable. Right. Um, and then she begins to tell me about this day in school, and this is not just her school. I'm finding out this is all the schools. There is this day in the year where they all open their phones and they turn the airdrop on, and everybody airdrops all the nudes that they've gotten that year.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: And shares it with whoever has their phone on unreal. I was like, when did this start? This started at 11 years old. I was just like, Are you kidding me? So mm-hmm. now anytime a parent or a grandparent comes to me and says, you know, is your book too racy, you know, for my 12 year old, since the stories that I've been hearing, I'm like, like nope. <laughs> No, <It's laughs> no, <Like, kinda> <laughs> let me tell you about a day that they have. Every year in their schools, I, I'm just, I, I went to um, a private school, a Christian school, and then I was homeschooled. So I don't really know about any of that. It's just mm-hmm. mind blowing to me, but. um,
1: Well, yeah. we didn't have smartphones when I was in middle school and high school. So uh, <laughs> I didn't have to even, that wasn't even a thing. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: And even the pressure um, from the homosexuality agenda is just wild right now right
1: so i wanted to kind of segue you had a point here and uh, so i'll just ask the question why does satan want this generation tied up in homosexuality
2: in my opinion i believe that the reason satan wants to steal our identity so badly is because we were created in the image of god so i think it's pretty simple he simply wants to pervert that image and get it as far away from the God image that we were created in. Um, so if, if he can get us confused about our identity for a female and all of a sudden we want to be a male or vice versa, mm-hmm. we don't look like God anymore. That is his goal. Yeah. We we don't look like the image of God anymore. We're completely perverted, which is what he always does he always wants to flip upside down a piece of truth and pervert it. He'll he'll take uh, love is love. Love is not love. God is love. Mm-hmm. He just completely perverts it. It sounds kind of cute and it sounds innocent. Love yeah. is love. But it's actually so perverted because love is not love. That doesn't even make sense, to be honest. No. It doesn't make sense. We find love in God. He is the definition of love. Love Mm -hmm. comes from him. True love comes from him. And we are made in that image of love. Yeah. Well, it's
1: it's a bit like I got the image of if God is a tree and all of his branches are all the different attributes of who he is. Well, they thrive when they're attached to him. But if we cut off love, for example, and Mm -hmm. we take the branch and we run around with it it's going to die. I mean, anything that's cut off from the vine is going to die. And so I think that that's the thing that it's like trying to constantly reskin or put a fresh coat of paint on something to breathe new life into it. Like the pride flag, they were like, you know, uh, let's put more colors on there. Let's put more things on there. Let's do more to, um, And it's just, it's a never ending. It's a bottomless pit, basically Mm -hmm. where everybody's going to want representation. Everybody's going to want,
2: there's um, no satisfaction. There's There's, no
1: satisfaction.
2: There's no end. You cannot find love that way. You don't find love in sex. You don't find love in even a heterosexual relationship. Not, you don't completely find true love. That's going to satisfy completely satisfy. In God, we find that kind of love. Yeah. Everything else is enjoyment. Yeah. It's an add-on. He is our purpose. We find love in Him. Mm-hmm. And then as we follow Him, He blesses us with incredible relationship whether that's Mm -hmm. dating or fiance or marriage marriage is beautiful it Mm -hmm. is of god sex is of god Mm -hmm. sex actually means covenant when you have sex for the first time and blood is spilled that's covenant that's marriage Mm -hmm. it's important so if satan can pervert that he's done a huge thing Mm -hmm. because it's so important to god it's our identity We are created literally in the image of God. Like this is huge. He hates us because of it. Mm -hmm. He hates us because we look like God, Mm -hmm. because we are the sons and the daughters of God. So he wants to flip that, pervert that, change that identity and make us not look like God anymore. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, that's what homosexuality does. Many other things do that. It is kind of just really in our face, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a complete flip. Um, The the transgender movement, bisexual. um, I don't even know all the sexual things. Yeah. And There's so many. Yeah, there's
1: always a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I think it's when you go, when you distill down to like, Knowing your identity in Jesus, knowing the source of of all life uh, w- that we all stem from is 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 God Himself, and I think being made in His image. Um, you know, I think what you said, your observation about the homosexual agenda and trans and and all of that, um, the LGBTQ agenda, um, is uh, is very very on point. Um, And I think another thing to add to that is that God is about family and Mm -hmm. what, what happens when someone, um, has a sex change or they start living a homosexual lifestyle. Well, in no natural way, can they produce life? Um, it's a, it's a dead, it's a dead relationship in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, and Satan is always trying to disrupt family. Mm -hmm. Um, and God is always about the generations. That's why genealogies in the Bible, though we look at them, someone might look at them as boring, are important because it shows this stuff is important to, if it's in the Bible, it's important to God. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that's another thing, I guess, to add to it is Mm -hmm. is the disruption of genealogies, the disruption of family, the breaking up of family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Satan is all about that. So
2: and God is generational. Mm -hmm. He loves it. (laughs) He is a God of legacy and generations. He loves to bless families. Um, And, and when, when someone accepts Jesus, I'm trying to think of the actual fact, uh, like when a curse is on a family, it's for many, many, many generations. Um, but when someone accepted Jesus, the word of God says that, that that family or those generations are blessed, I think for a thousand years, if mm-hmm. someone can correct me on that. But yeah, no matter what you're entangled in, mm-hmm. uh, if, if it is homosexuality, I want you to feel so much love right now from Jesus because yeah. he wants to deliver you, set you free, give you a new story, a new identity, a family. He wants you to bear fruit. And the word of God, the tree that was not bearing fruit, Jesus cursed it. Like Jeff, just like you're saying, like he is all about fruit. He's all about family, mm-hmm. reproduction, generations, legacy. Um, and Jesus wants that for you and his blood covers everything. That's why he died, mm-hmm. every single thing. It doesn't matter if you were born a female and you have turned into a male, you know, uh, with surgeries or whatever, however that works. Right now, Jesus can set you free, deliver you, and give you a new identity. It does not matter how deep into it you think that you are or how far away from God you think you are. That is the beauty and the good news of Jesus. Mm. No matter how Satan has come after your life trying to steal from you, in a moment, Jesus can restore. That is the good news.
1: Amen. Amen. Oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, was this the verse you were looking at? Exodus 34, 7, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the parents, to the third and fourth generation. No, I think she was saying when they receive Jesus, mm-hmm. there's a, a change where it's not, you're yeah. not dealing with negative repercussions anymore. For right. The curse
2: is broken.
1: Yeah. The curse is broken. And that's somewhere
2: for, I think it's a thousand years. It's my mother just quoted it the other day. That's why it's in my mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, someone will find it and put it in the comments, either the live chat or whatever, but Tori, can you do me a favor and just pray?
2: Yes, definitely. Oh, Jesus. I thank you so much for what you are doing through Jeff, through illumination and everyone on this team. God, I thank you for Elijah fire. God, I ask that the fire from this show would spread further than they ever imagined, that viewers would be drawn to this, that the lost would be drawn to this. God, I pray that you just take it to another level, give it a new platform. God, I just pray favor in the name of Jesus over this show and over this team. God, I pray for everyone watching Jesus, whatever it is that they may be struggling with or going through. I send the fire of God and the Holy Spirit to them in their bedroom, in their living room. I just, I see someone like sitting in a recliner and uh, you've got your phone and you're watching. I just see a lot of darkness around you. You feel like there's no hope. How are you going to get out? I just, Declare that God is setting you free. Light is invading your home in the name of Jesus. Peace is coming in every situation. Lord, we know that you promised peace that passes all understanding. Peace that doesn't make sense. That's what I pray right now, God. Lord, peace about their lost grandchildren. Peace about their lost loved ones, God, that don't know you, Jesus. Lord, awaken the grandparents (laughs) to begin to pray like they have never prayed for this generation, for their children. And even those who are not biologically their children, we adopt them in the name of Jesus. We adopt them and we cover them with your glory. In the name of Jesus, I come against every attack from the enemy over each one of your lives. The agenda that Satan had for your life is coming down. It is being defeated by the blood of Jesus right now. I speak deliverance from sexual perversion, from pornography, from shame, from guilt. Jesus wants to set you completely free. I believe that he's doing it right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. You are so good. Lord, one more thing I have to pray for. Jesus, that you begin to draw the viewers closer to you, that they would experience what we're talking about, this intimacy with you, that you would become so real, undeniable. God, that you would take them to places they have never been in you, Jesus. Completely begin to shake up their world. Wreck their world with your love and your presence and your glory and your power. We thank you, Jesus. I bless Jeff and his wife. Set their family on fire. The children that are coming in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Amen.
1: Oh, man, you just made my mother-in-law and my mom very happy (laughs) (laughs) by saying that. I don't thank know, you. I just I heard it.
2: children yeah, are coming. Yeah, I didn't know if yeah. you had children or not, but
1: no we don't yet. We have a cat. Uh, okay, but it's not the same. Uh, so Tori, thank you so much. You are the best. You're just like, great, I love your passion. um and just the anointing that's that, that you carry and just what you're doing it's amazing. and I know people are so encouraged by it. So how can people follow you on the socials everywhere?
2: at Victoria Ray Rich, Ray is R-A-E. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Goodgirlthebook.com is how you get this book. I'm gonna pray over every copy and ask the Lord if there's anything he wants to say to you. I will obey him and pray over you. Mm -hmm. Um, If you would like to support Crave, I actually haven't mentioned this, this yet. We have a group of people called The Net. And that's what they are. They are the net that help us catch the fish <laughs> and they pray for us. They fast with us. And some of them give on a monthly basis.
3: Awesome. You can go
2: to cravethemovement.com slash give. We've almost met our budget for Africa right now. That's what Come we're on. raising money for. If you want to give towards that. go to
1: Africa, people. It's amazing. We're going. <laughs> Love it. Love it.
2: <laughs> we're taking Crave to Kenya, Kakamega, Kenya.
1: So it's CraveTheMovement.com slash give. Yes. Okay. Tori, thank you so much. God Mm -hmm. bless you.
2: Thank you, Jeff.
1: You're amazing. Um, So everybody, that is our show. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. Do things you love. Spend time with your loved ones. All right. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. This has been
0: Elijah Fire.